What the Tech Africa podcast powered by Africa Tech Radio. As the tech environment in Africa is growing, a lot of women still face multiple barriers to enter and grow within the industry. Today on What the Tech Africa brought to you by Africa Tech Radio, we're addressing the challenges faced by women in the tech industry. If this is your first time listening in, welcome. I am Jessica Fortunes. And here on the podcast, every week, we talk about all things tech in Africa. So our returning listeners, thank you for joining once again. As usual, don't forget that you can send a voice note on WhatsApp to 0913-558-1766 or send an email to podcast at africatechradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe and share with your friends. Women have come a long way in the workplace in terms of what roles they are involved in. Stereotypical roles such as plumbing, building, and working in the military have become more popular for women. However, women still make up a very small percentage of the IT and technology sector, with just over a quarter of these roles being occupied by women. Why? Today, we'll be having this conversation with Chinere Umwaoyi. Chinere is the Chief Technological Officer of Optimum Exposures Limited. She is a self-motivated engineer with over 15 years of experience in operations and project management. Hello, Chinere. Yeah, hello. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. You're most welcome. Okay, so please tell us a bit about your journey into tech, what you currently do. Okay. I'll start off by saying I have a, a background in engineering. Mm-hmm. I started off as um, an engineer. My BSc background, I studied electrical electronics engineering. Yeah, it can be quite challenging in terms of gender and in terms of you being a female, but times are changing. So I went further also to study communication engineering in my master's. And this was born out of the nature of the jobs I was doing at the time. I started off as an engineer because one thing was clear for me, my passion for engineering, and I made sure I didn't dwell from that. I worked as a GSM certified engineer for several years. I worked with the telecommunication industries. So that kind of drove me further to inquire more about engineering. So I took up a master's on communication engineering. And after that, of course, growing in the industry and looking at businesses from a business point of view and also from a technology point of view, I acquired different kinds of certifications to ensure that I get myself going. And to me, it's been a roller coaster. I don't have any regrets and I wouldn't say it's not been fun, but at the same time, every profession has its own challenges. Be you a female, be you a male. Such also is in engineering. Engineering has a lot of challenges in terms of the nature of the job, what is expected of you, the field work part of the job and all that. So, but for me, it's been interesting and also at the same time being challenging. I'm still a practicing engineer. I'm happy to say that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'll do any other thing. Mm -hmm. I'm a current certified engineer. Uh, Yeah, I had taken on other business management courses. Of course, I have two different 
MBAs, but that is just to qualify me for some senior management roles. It doesn't take away the engineering part, no. Mm. The only thing is it makes you a better manager as an engineer. Mm. So in a nutshell, I'm still engineer, and I enjoy what I do. Thank you very much. I love how you said it, you know, like, I'm like engineer, engineer, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to have you here today. Yeah. And your journey is indeed one of someone who knew what she wanted and she has gone ahead to, you know, do all the work to make sure that you get to the top. I think that's inspiring. Yeah. Okay. So with your experience in tech, do you agree with the statistic that only 90% of women are in the tech force? Only 19%. Yeah, that's what the statistics says. Yeah, I think what happens is that women has been in the hiding. And 19% is quite significantly low with what I have seen out there. But I can assure you it's growing with time and it's fast growing. Looking at what is happening globally, financial technology in terms of agricultural technology has changed the narrative. In the, in the olden times, we used to think that engineering is only a sector that has to do with the field work, a sector that has to do with the mechanics or the mechanical or the civil. But globally, and with the invent of AIs and the invent of new technologies, the, it's changing. The narratives are changing. So for me, that 19%, I can assure you, will, will, will top up in the coming years. Because there's a lot of pay status out there. There's a lot of things happening. For instance, there's a, there's a, a, a group of company called Andela. They are like a, an AI school, if I can call them that. They are a Nigerian technical organization, and they are in Nigeria. And they are being funded by Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. And these people set out a lot of scholarships, and they inspire women. Are taking on about two or three of their courses in software, in developers, and programming. And I see in those classes that we had a lot of women in it. So that's to show you that women are beginning to show up and be interested. Yeah, gone are the days when we are just one out of 20 guys in the classroom because in my BSc days, we are usually two girls versus 25 guys. But these days, when I, when I go for technology conferences and when I go into classes that is handling some of the AI or machine learning programs, you get to see women because they are beginning to be heard. So because of their, their voices are now being heard, their passion are also coming out to say, hey, I like to do this, I love to do this, and I want to learn more about it. So I can assure you that that percentage is going to grow with time. It indeed is growing, and it's important that we have women like you who are actually leading in the top rows saying, oh, if I can do it, you can do it too. That's right. But then you mentioned something about women in the hiding. You know, I've spoken to a few organizations in the past and some of them would say, we put out a calling for women, but then only a few women show. Or we put out a general calling without any gender biases. But then when men are over 100, you probably see only 20 women. And I just heard you mention women in hiding. Yeah. Why do you think women are hiding from this rose? Okay. Yeah. Why I use the term women in the hiding is because I realized over time in the course of my work, and with several teams I've been able to work with, 
I realized that a lot of them, you know, allow the society to pin them down. Why do I say that? Sometimes perception is strong. The society, especially the black community or the African society has rolled out or doled out a perception saying, okay, if you're going to be an engineer, we expect you to be a male. But over time, we have to all change that. If I and several other women can stand the test of time and prove a point with our qualifications, with our work experiences and remaining in the field, then I think those in the hiding should come out. Yeah, there are some of them that does not much enough courage to say, hey, I want to be an engineer or I even studied engineering and I want to practice. What I see happening is probably because of job or unemployment rate, a lot of them that studied engineering come out and take the next available job. Hey, what I tell them is, listen, we didn't go through the course of five years on the university solving different kinds of integration and deflation equations, drawing maps, drawing designs, setting up simulations to come and take up a miniature job because of unemployment. No, you can start off where you are. You can start off from something small. I did start small, but I maintained something. I remember telling a banker or a bank interview I was in saying, I don't want to be a banker because I studied engineering. If I wanted to be a banker, I think I could have studied banking or whatever in finance. I couldn't have wasted five years in university with all the rigorous process to come and, you know, be doing banking. So it's important they retain their passion and it's important they remain resilient. One word that works for me is consistency and being resilient. In everything you do, for me, once your passion is driving you, you need to be consistent. Consistency is a mastery. And once you're consistent, people, even the society will begin to reckon with you and they will recognize that. That works for me. Most times when I go for interviews and they say, hey, you, you better take out this job. Why do you want to retain this? I'll tell them, no, this is what I know how to do. And this is why I want to grow in it. So I'm, I'm employing every woman to ensure that nobody, not even the society, do deprive them of achieving their future. Future, there's a lot of future that lies in engineering because, yes, the world is evolving. Globally, we hear about technology, technology, technology. Technology is wrapped up in engineering. And these days, the tents are, the tides are changing because at the end of the day, the male folks also need a balance. They need a balance of the women folk in their team. And I find it happening among my team. We always try to create a balance. I always ensure that if I have 15 guys, at least I should have a minimum of five ladies. That makes it work. So I, 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 I'm, I'm employing them to ensure that they raise their voice. They should remain consistent and be resilient because it is in their consistency that the society will recognize what they can offer without being, without being biased. The society does not necessarily say I would prefer a male or a female. No, it's the notion that we created. 
And that notion must change. And the change can start within us, with the women. Hmm. Thank you very much. As a woman myself, I'm here nodding my head and saying yes, 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 because you're hitting the nail on the head and just making me want to make a move. And I'm sure that any woman listening to this would definitely want to do the same. And now while you're talking, you also mentioned the fact that there's a need for balance. I think I'd like you to expand on that, talking about how important it is to have women in these industries, in the tech industries, with their male counterparts and actually running things with them as well. Yeah. In, the, in, in working as an engineer, I realized that there are certain attributes that come with genders. So for the male, there are certain things they can do and they have a threshold. They might not go beyond a certain period of time. In terms of putting in the work and in terms of idea generation. But women, women has been created in such a way that they can multitask. We can't take that away from them. If you look at the neurologist, they will tell you that our brains are compartmentalized in such a way that we can do two, three things at a time. So in working with a lot of groups over the years, I have realized that there is need for a balance. Why? Because I see these guys, when I set up a task, we have a task and we have a deadline. For the male folks, they focus on whatever it is you tell them to do. You can add on because that's how male are wired. But for the female folks, I realized over time that I can add on because they have also been wired to multitask and still deliver optimally. So somehow you have to create a balance. For me, I've been a project manager over the years. I've worked on sites. I've worked on the construction industry. I've been in the field for over seven, almost 10 years of my lifetime. We do better when I have a balance. Because what the male can take for a certain period of time, I can push a woman to do better. In fact, I can push a woman to go more, to do more, to put in more work. And there won't be any grudges and the same output will be excellent. So I would always advise, in everything we do, it is more than necessary that we create a balance. In every skill, there must be a balance. So that's for me. Every woman, every team should have a woman in their team. There is crossing of I's and dotting of T's are better done by women. You can take that from me. For instance, we had the, I have a woman that I usually follow that. Okay. At one time, she was the CEO of Yahoo. Marisa Meyer is her name. This lady is the first female engineer in Google as at then before she became the CEO of Yahoo. Although, of course, Yahoo sold out and, of course, she stepped down. But, however, you can see how she moved the team. She brought in a lot of dynamics and she created a balance. Of course, her own profession couldn't have grown through those tides if she didn't know how to balance the two scores. And there was no issue of saying, oh, because she's a woman, she didn't do better. No, she did her job and did it excellently well. So many of them, bringing it down to home. We have a Nigerian first female Google developer. She's an expert. Her name is Sardik. She's a software engineer in Andela, and she's doing great. And the Andela I mentioned, if you go to Andela community today, you'll find a lot of women, and you'll find out they are doing great because women want to prove a point. So sometimes when you give a woman that engineering that, and 
the first thing that comes to mind is being challenged that, okay, probably you're expecting me not to perform and I want to outperform so that I can prove a point to you. So that's what happens when you have a balance. So I've seen that play out several in different communities, in different organizations where you balance it and the women are outperforming because we like to prove a point and you can't take that away from us. It's a gift. Amazing. Amazing. I feel like any company or organization listening to this right now would definitely be saying, okay, we need to get a balance. We need to get a woman in here just in case they didn't have one before. But then how do we say, okay, organizations, how can you get more women into your offices or how can you open your doors in such a way that a woman knows that, okay, I would be accepted here. I feel comfortable to work here. So what do you think organizations need to do to attract more women into the field? I think, for instance, when they are putting out for openings, um, the HRO has a lot to do. And I'm sure I can give it to most HROs have discussed. They have a lot of policies that says in every department, please, we need to have it 60-40 or 50-50. So it can start off from that point. It can start off from a HR policy. Then it can also start off from the need, the requirements of the job. So if you put out a, a, a broadcast and say you need uh, certain and certain personnel to fill up this engineering position. Don't be biased about the gender. Leave it open. You never know who could come through that door. So to me, don't be particular about a certain gender. The answer could come from anyone. I had attended an interview for an opening of an engineering job, a senior management job. And the first time I showed out at PwC, it was 36 males versus me. I was the only female Indian missed. So what do you think? Do you think I chickened out? I smiled. Why? Because I have better opportunities. And at the end of the day, yes, I got the job. Why? I got better opportunities. Why? In each of the time they meet with me, we had series of interviews. The panels will always want to know, oh, what do you have to offer? Because I have seen over 27 male applying for the same role. So what is the distinguishing factor? So I tell women, create a niche for yourself. Create a differentiation for yourself. Be smart. Be hearable. Put up your voice. Then be intelligent. For me, for you to even be an engineer, it shows that you're intelligent. So show it. Don't stomach it. Don't be intimidated. So it starts from there, from the HR policy, then from you, the human being. Build up a resilient character that you can never be intimidated by either size or gender. I personally am never intimidated. I've been in several interviews that I find myself the only woman. And at the end of the day, I get the offer. Why? Because the panels always want to know, wow, why is she here? What is she doing here? Okay, let's hear her out. Then at the end of the day, you wow them because they were expecting to hear less, but you're going to give them more. So go better prepared. Then the organizations, be open-minded. Be open-minded. Every leadership position demands an open mind. Don't be gender biased. The, the most important thing is the talent. And if the talent is in a woman folk, fine. If the talent is in a male folk, fine. Irrespective of the gender, the talent is a focal point. What are you looking for achieving? 
Hmm. I feel like at this point I'm here thinking I need to give a round of applause because it's been mind blowing with you. And so I'm just gonna wrap this up in a few, and I'm gonna ask you to give um, a word of advice to a young lady who is thinking about a career in tech. I do know that you've already dropped some punchy gems and you know inspiring words, but for the girl who is still you know contemplating, thinking, scared probably, um, and all of that. What word would you have for her right now? What I can say to the coming generation and whoever that is interested is that the world is dynamic and businesses are dynamic. And more than necessary, we can see what is happening. The world is powered by technology. If you want to remain in the future of works, in the future of careers, I think you should consider engineering. You should consider technology. Because yes, we hear all this that, okay, some works will no longer be existing in the next so many years because a lot of robots, robotics, a lot of uh, machine learning, a lot of um, artificial intelligence will be doing the job. Yes, as, as scared as that statement sounds, yes, that is the truth. So I tell my younger generation, if you want to remain viable, if you want to remain commercialable, remain in technology, get yourself some engineering background, get yourself some certifications, because in the near 10, 20, 30 years to come, the world will be ruled by technology. And that leaves us with no choice than to look for those experts in the technology field. And that alone, for me, should drive your intuition. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ma. Thank you very much for joining me today. This has been interesting and it has been impactful and insightful, ma'am. I only, I only can keep saying thank you very much. I mean, I, as a woman, I have learned a lot listening to you today. And I feel like after this, I am going to go online and check for some courses to take and empower myself to be better as a woman in tech. And I am sure that every girl or every woman who is listening, you definitely must have learned a thing or two today from Engineer Chinuri. And if you have, don't forget to join the conversation next week because as usual, there would be another impactful conversation that would inspire you and help you make better decisions. So we have come to the end of today's episode on What the Tech Africa brought to you by Africa Tech Radio. I remain Jessica Fortunes. Don't forget to join me again next week. What the Tech Africa, an Africa Tech Radio podcast.